Blog Talk Radio.
cripple and crazy, crisp and clean with no caffeine in a pair of spandex or even tight jeans. Preferably the one with the Chinese cut, but I take it with the weave hanging down to the butt. And if they step up in a large sum like Martin Luther King, I shall overcome. I get the job done. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Roddy Perry. We tuned in to Roddy Perry Live, and now it is time to bring on one of the one of the best MCs ever to touch a mic anytime, anywhere, for any reason. And like I said before, uh, I had the pleasure of meeting Kane. Uh, we we our birthdays are are, are close. Uh, his birthday September 10th, my birthday September 15th. We are Virgos, which make all the sense in the world when you see his swag, how he's moved through the time so effortlessly and continue to reinvent himself. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, Big Daddy Kane on the line. How you doing, bro? Hey, what's happening, man? Man, hey, hey first of all, sending prayers out to your family, man. I know you had issue last week, and uh, I want to thank you for making some time for us this week. Oh no, it it wasn't nothing like that. At all I okay. got, um, I um, I actually um had had a son, man. Okay, okay, is it like that? <laughs> yeah. We got a young cane on the wall. Yes, sir. Man, yeah. congratulations, bro! Yeah. Congratulations, man. You know, I'm a, I'm a father of six, so you know, anytime we, you know, I'm I'm all about you know us procreating. You know, I think that's don't even get me started on on why black folks is weak now because we ain't making no new black folks. <laughs> well, that's son number three for me, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You you a boy maker. You better believe it all day. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. I got one son, man. My wife tried to get one out of me. We dropped four girls. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what my wife wanted as well, but I already knew what it was. I told her I can't lose with what I use, you know. <laughs> word up, word up. Hey, man, Kane, first of all, thank you for coming on, man. I'm 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 been a fan since the very beginning. Uh, the first time I, I ever heard you on a record, and tell me, like, I know, and I know, I know the answer to this, but was Kane ever not cool? <laughs> um, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you probably have to ask people I grew up with, and stuff. right? You know, I don't know what their perception was. I mean, I've just always been me, right? You know. Man, the, the thing, the thing that, that I think was impressive, and and I, and you know, I I I, I do a, a ode to you in my stand-up act because when you came out, you gave the young dark-skinned brother that was trying to find himself in the age of I'll be sure, in the age of Elder Barge, you gave us something to look to and say, that's what I am, though. Do, do you do you have have you felt that you know through the years through your fans you know I'm I'm sure I'm not the only one that said something like that to you. Um, oh yeah, I mean you know I've heard that a lot from you know other um, dark skin cats. I've heard you know light skin cats say, "Man, you made it, you made it hard for me when you came out," you know, <laughs> you know stuff like that. You know, but I mean I I just think it's you know it's wonderful that you know everybody learned how to you know love everyone for who they yeah. are. You know. Man, your, your your music is is um, so transcendent. Uh, I mean, you know, from from ain't no half step into you know you know uh, you you've touched so many chords. Like musically, what's what do what do Big Daddy Kane listen to? Uh, me, I listen to like a lot of David Ruffin, Willie Hutch, um, Marvin Gaye, you know that type of stuff, that old school flavor. Like that's my thing. Right. You know. I mean, you know, I, I've 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 always been that cat that tried to learn from my predecessors. You know, um, like as far as like writing goes, I learned a whole lot. You know, from people like Smokey Robinson. Um, you know, as far as swag go, you know, I, you know, I, I learned a lot on stage. You know, from watching cats like Barry White, Marvin Gaye. You know, I I think that that's always been a great thing to keep something strong continuing on. Uh, when an artist learned from their predecessors, like there's someone that you see do something and you can, you know, you know, I guess, you know, take from it and take it to a whole nother level, you know. Man, well, you, you definitely managed to take it to a whole nother level. And I, I watched your uh, Unsung on TV and, and to, to watch your journey. And what what was the... You know, when you talk to Melly Mel and those guys, they was like, "Well, when Run DMC came, that affected us." What, 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 what changed to you? Was it, was it the birth of the uh, gangster rap movement? 
that 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 changed the vibe or the energy of that time? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think that um, you know, like once gangster rap became popular, um, you know, like that's pretty much where the younger generation they started, you know, move, you know, shift in that direction, and they weren't really into, they weren't really focused on lyrics. You know, they just really wanted to hear, you know, how tough you can spit. And, you know, it wasn't important to look fly. You know, actually, the more grimy and gritty you look, I guess, you know, the more appealing you were, you know. And, you know, I don't, you know, that's, that's really not my thing. Right. You know, that's, you know, never really, you know. I mean, you know, from day one, I've been the type of dude that, you know, throw a suit on and, you know, that's so, it's, that's never really been my thing. But, you know, I mean, you know, to each his own. I mean, it's, you know, it's always room for everybody. Right. You seem to be very inclusive that way. I mean, you know, of course, we, we know your connection with, with people like Jay-Z, but, you know, I, I've even, you know, I even read about you and they, they started talking about creating a beef with, like, you and Rakim from that time. And and then the story was that you just reached out to him like, dog, we don't need to do this. Because uh, that could end up being one of those big beefs. Tell me that story. How did that, or was, is that even true? Well, it's the type of thing where, uh, you know, people always wanted us to battle, just like they wanted Jay and Nas to go. They wanted um, Melly Mel and Kumo D to go. You know, we were like the top dudes in that era, so they wanted us to go. And, you know, me, like, that's where I come from. I come from battle rapping. So it's definitely something that I wanted to do. Okay. But it was the type of thing where, you know, me and Eric B was boys. Okay. So I'm not going to, you know, go at Eric's artists. Got it. If it happens, it happens. So it was something that I always did, you know, want to happen because, you know, to me, that's what it was all about. You know, it's like, you know, okay, they say I'm the best, they say you're the best. Well, <laughs> let's see. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it was something that I definitely uh, thought, you know, should have happened, but um, it never did. And then eventually one day, um, uh, try to make a long story short, a girl gave me a picture that said, Dear Kane, I want to break your wrath in half and get R.A.W.'s. And, you know, my man asked what she meant, and she told this whole story about Rakim had a song called Break the Wrath in Half, dissing me. And she's telling this story to Eric B.'s brother, saying right. that Eric played it for her. And then yeah, that's when her brother realized, yo, people lying, saying, oh, man, y'all need to talk. So Eric's brother called Rakim and put him on the phone with me. And we had a conversation, you know, he said he had some lines on something, but he took them out. And, you know, I told him I had, well, I had some, too, and, you know, I took them out, and that was that. Wow, man. Hey, y'all, we're getting history right here, talking to Kane. Um, what's your take on the state of hip-hop right now, man? I mean, and, and, and before you answer that, I, w I know the minute you don't understand, I tell my boys this, the minute you don't get the young people, you're officially an old dude. So, <laughs> what's, your, what's your take on the state of hip-hop now, and, and what do you see it going lyrically? Uh, lyrically, I, I, honestly, I don't know where the hell it's going. Um, right. I think that um, from a good aspect, um, I think that it's, it's becoming, you know, very lucrative. There's so many different ways that artists have found to make money rather than just, you know, selling music. So it's become very lucrative, and I, I think that, you know, it's, it's making it where a lot of young cats are becoming young entrepreneurs. You know, they're finding great business ventures to branch off into, you know, so they can, you know, stay financially, you know, correct, you know, in the world after um, their career, after their, you know, uh, you know, 15 minutes of fame or whatever the case may be. You know, so I think that that's beautiful. Uh, I think on the downside, I think the quality of music, is you know decreasing and i guess what worries me about that is like you know people such as myself ducky fresh um mc light you know we all work on the regular we all do shows we have a fan base that we've you know been able to maintain for over 20 years uh, i think that when you don't put out quality music what happens is you end up with a song that's hot for maybe three four months and then that's that so therefore, it decreases the longevity of an artist's career, and you know they can't really last long as artists. They don't leave that lasting impression where you know some young cat want to sit around and be like, "Yo, I remember, man, when I was in gym class, or I remember when I first got with that girl, Lakeisha, such and such was playing." You know, it don't leave right. that. You know, your your soundtrack is damaged. It's your life soundtrack is damaged. There you go. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. We're talking to Big Daddy Kane, the king, Asiatic, nobody's equal. Uh, 
your music always have has had a social commentary, a social aspect to it. Is that something you did deliberately, or or is this just like who you are just came out through the music? Oh no, absolutely. I mean, that's something that I wanted to do. Like for n- number one, first of all, I wanted my uh, music to appeal to the masses. So therefore, I tried to, you know, spit hard lyrics so the dudes could appreciate it. I tried to spit sexy stuff so the women would like it. I tried to spit conscious stuff so people could take a jewel, walk away with the jewel as well. Also, I mean, you know, I mean, as you look through history, you know, uh, any any great prophet, you know, what they have done was, you know, like they appeal to your intellect to spread, you know, to give the knowledge to you. You know, I mean, whatever this type of situation, if he had to sit and, you know, drink a bottle of wine with you or smoke a blunt with you, whatever the case may be, that's basically how any great prophet did it. You know, he sat right. and appealed to your intellect to give you the knowledge, give you the jewel that you need to go further in life. Wow. Hey, hey so so you, what what's Big Daddy Kane's favorite Big Daddy Kane joint? And I know that's a tough one. Um, I guess the song that really means the most to me would probably be uh, Mr. Pitiful, Mr. Pitiful because mm. he spoke a lot about what I was going through um, uh, emotionally at that time and, you know, gave me a chance to vent. But I guess I would probably say my favorite song is Set It Off because it's that song that, that's why I always try to perform it first in my show because it's that song that gives me my energy. Okay. Like, when, I, when I go into that song, I'm ready. Like, you, you can start booing. It don't even matter to me then. Yeah, cause because I'm I, right now I feel like I'm that dude. <laughs> you know that song gets me like amp like that. Okay, okay. Now I know I know you do some stuff in your live show, and I know with social media people be YouTubing it, man. And I know you don't do it no more, but you do this thing where you you would be rapping and drop the mic, and yeah. then pick up. That was so cold to me. I, dude, I want to see that live so bad. And you was like, Rod, dude, I don't do that because it's been on the Internet. You be looking for it. And I get it as a comic because the same thing happened to me on certain bits. Mm-hmm. Can you bring that back, though? <laughs> yeah, so so, so you, you understand, you know what I mean? Cause, I so completely you get it. Been there when you went to a show knowing that a certain joke going to eat them up and there's somebody that you met coming in told you, hey, you going to do that joke tonight about <sighs> Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It kind of, it kind of, it kind of takes the element of surprise away. But exactly. man, it's, it's just, you know, it's also one of them things though, where you done, you done heard about it, but you ain't seen it for yourself. It's like, you know, I, I, I heard about Training Day and how Denzel killed it, but I still had to see it myself. So as a fan, fan, the real Big Daddy K fan, which I consider myself. If, if, if just just one time, one more time for the people. <laughs> I tell you what, man. Next next time uh, you in the building at one of the shows that we do, man. Just for you, I definitely will do that. Oh man, good looking, good looking. Hey y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuning in to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to the one and only Big Daddy Kane. Um, let, let's talk about let's talk about mentorship, man, because um, I know for a fact that you you know your your influence is is definitely resonated through the through the hip hop game, uh, from you know your peak, you know your heyday, you know where we look and see you know Jay Z catch like Jay Z in the background. But speak to some of the people that you mentored through your your journey, man. Uh, well, um, yeah, I mean, I've, uh, I, I you know took Jay Z and Positive K on the road with me at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they were, like, part of the show. So, you know, they had a chance to, you know, experience what that, you know, whole live feel was and touring and everything and, you know, putting together a live stage show and all that stuff. Yeah. And um, also, um, even um, uh, Shaheem, I'm probably getting ready to get somebody in trouble by saying this, but I had him on the Budweiser Superfest with me when he was only, like, 15 years old. Wow. Shaheem from Wu-Tang, yeah. Like yeah, his label paid for him to you know go every place, his hotels and all that. Then he came and come out in the middle of the show, you know that type of thing, you know. Um, you know a lot of us, I've, you know, I've dealt with, I've, I don't know, I've just always been that dude where like if I like someone and I see their potential, I try to make sure that they see it as well. Got it. You know? 
Because, I mean, I've always had people like that there for me. You know what I mean? I remember Dougie Fresh coming to my show in the beginning and giving me ideas and then asking me to come to his crib, and then he showed me these videos of Earth, Wind, and Fire and okay. Michael Jackson and all that stuff. And, you know, it made me feel like, okay. So I went and bought videos of James Brown and Marvin Gaye to, you know, you know see what they were doing and how could I transform that into hip-hop, you know. Wow, man, it's crazy because now that, as you're saying that, I'm seeing elements of those great performances of like a James Brown or Marvin Gaye. So, so that was that's very deliberate the showmanship because, I mean, you are probably you know from 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 the era we're talking about. You had the most showmanship. Your your stage show was unparalleled, uh, and and dude, the, I seen you hit the move last year, and so you can still do the stuff. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all oh, yeah, say. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so, so it was it was important to you not only to 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 be lyrically sound, to to be one of the best rappers, but to also put on the show. Yeah, I mean, I learned that from 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 Biz Marquee. Like Biz, like when we met, you know, like uh, he used to like these rhymes that I had about girls, funny rhymes about girls. And it got to a point like um like uh, uh when Slick Rick came out, I didn't want to do them no more because he basically got known for it. So I didn't want to do it no more. But Biz wanted me to keep doing it. So one night I didn't listen to him. I tried to kick some of my battle rhymes on stage and do what I wanted to do. And man, the crowd was walking away like, yeah, I'm so I'm what you you want to coke from the concession stand? Like like just right, right, right. yeah. So that's where I learned that like okay, certain things work certain places, you know. So um, I had to really focus then on not just being an MC, but learning how to be a performer as well. Man, you, you I tell you what, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a little break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about what Kane is doing now. He got a brand new project about to hit the streets. First quarter, two thousand thirteen. Y'all better get ready, man. I'm telling y'all something. Big Daddy Kane is just starting off, boy. Boy, you better ask somebody. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. Hey, my show, Off the Chain on Bounce TV, is cracking the night, 9 o'clock. Y'all stay right there. We'll be right, we'll be right back. Four, three, two, uno. What up, y'all? It is time for Off the Chain with me, Rodney Perry. I'm your host. My girl, DJ Tracy Steele, is on the ones and twos, and we premiere October 22nd, 9 p.m. on Bounce TV. You don't want to miss it. The best in stand-up comedy. Let me tell y'all something. It's going to be so off the chain. Did I say that? Off the chain. I'm crazy. Bounce TV. That's www.bouncetv.com. Hit them up on Twitter. Bounce underscore. TV. They're at Bounce underscore TV. This is Rodney Perry, and I'm the host, bitch. <laughs> if you're looking for the latest in comedy, news, and entertainment, the only place to go is the Humor Meal. Check out the website, humormealmag.com. Humor Meal, the only place for comedy, news, and entertainment. I see you, Frank. Hey, y'all, this your boy, Rodney Perry. The website is www.officialbigdaddykane.com. Facebook is official Big Daddy Kane, and he's at Big Daddy Kane on Twitter, and he's chopping at us with, with us today. Um, the new project, man, you, it, it looks so dope. You got a live band, uh, a culturally diverse group of guys you put together. Tell me about uh, the new project, man. What, what's cracking with it? Well, you know, as you know, as we were saying earlier, you know, I've always been a fan of you know, like the you know the old music, you know, like uh, you know stuff from David Ruffin, Willie Hutch, you know Marvin Gaye, all that. So basically, what I did was try to uh, create a soul slash hip hop project that's all live, you know, because you know back in the day, you know, we sampled. Yes. So with the live band, it sounds just like the sample. Okay. You know, and we're just keeping it full where the music is doing all the proper music changes. And uh, my man Showtime that sings with Farrell Monch, he came in to help out, and he's, you know, doing his thing vocally. And, um, you know, taking it on the, you know, from the, on the hip-hop side. And we have, you know, great musicians just playing live music. And it sounds like a hip-hop soul project. It's kind of like, I don't know, like The Roots meets Amy Winehouse meets. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fly, man. Hey, the name of the group is The Last Supper, L-A-S-S-U-P-P-E-R. Uh, what does that mean? What's The Last Supper? Well, what it means is, like, you know, I, I think in a state like this, you know, where we're at musically, um, I see where R&B is pretty much turning pop. 
yeah, hip hop is already turned pop. Uh, so what I really tried to do was, you know, just basically take it back to the origin, you know, of hip hop and take it back to the origin of soul. And I'm not quite sure when the next time you're going to hear something like this. So this just might be that last supper. So I wow. hope everyone eats up well when it comes hey, out. Hey, eat it up, y'all. They, the, it's coming out um, uh, first quarter 2013. 2013. And, uh, I mean, I can't I can't wait to consume this, man, because I, I just believe that, you know, I mean, just you, you don't stop being great, you know, and uh, – but the times sometimes can change. So do you feel like the time, as if we look at time as a circle, that, that the time for a great lyricist like yourself is coming back with, with this great music? Uh, well, I, mean, I would hope so. I would say this for the simple fact this. When we go out on the road now and we go do shows, you know, it's hip-hop shows, but it's grown folk shows. You yes. know? Everybody in the audience had got a babysitter. You dig what I'm saying? <laughs> Hilarious. Yes, sir. You know, so, I mean, it's, it's grown folks' show. This is a 35 and older crowd that's coming because they want to hear nothing but hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? You know, they're not mad because Anita Baker or Patti LaBelle couldn't be on the show with us. They came to hear strictly hip-hop. Yes. So, therefore, hip-hop is grown folks' music now. And you have a lot of um, grown folks that embrace hip-hop and want to hear what they grew up off of. And now what's happening is you have a younger generation, a younger, younger generation. I'm talking about, you know, the 10-year-olds that heard some stuff that their parents played, and and they're saying, I like this better than what I hear today. Yeah, yeah. So there is a balance that's being created, and that's not to say nothing bad about any of the artists today, you know. Matter of fact, if it's okay, I I would like to say one thing. You know, a lot of people try to criticize artists for, you know, some of the stuff they do today, and I personally think that's wrong. Because, you know, one thing you got to keep in mind is sometimes an artist does what he can do. Yes. You know, what's to say that, you know, I mean, maybe this artist can't do no better than that. Maybe he's doing the best he can do. Exactly. At that particular moment in his life. Yeah. Yeah. So, therefore, you know, you got to respect something for what it is. And let's not act like this is something new that happened in the game. I mean, there's always been, you know, silly and goofy music that we've embraced yes. in our youth. You know, didn't you like rapping Duke? Yeah. Duh, didn't you like jam? Duh, yeah. <laughs> you know, jam on it? You yeah. There's always been those type of songs that exactly. we thought was dope. You know, so, I mean, you know, I, I, you can't really say nothing against the artist. What it is is like it's when the corporate world takes these songs and takes that type of music and say, this is all we want to hear. This is what Got we want to play on radio all day. If you're not sounding like this, we're not signing you. So well, it's not I, the artist. You can't blame the artist. The artist ain't doing nothing wrong. The artist is just being the artist. Exactly. So so what what's what's different for you? How is Big Daddy Kane different now than 20 years ago? Like, you know, you know, coming out of bed style. What, what, as a as a human being, like what's different now that that's going to affect what people see when they see you? Uh I gained about 30 pounds, so the split's a little slower. (laughs) (laughs) My my, my split a little slower, too. (laughs) Yeah. I feel you on that. School got to work a little harder to pull me up off the floor, you know, that type of thing, but we still doing it, man, you know. Man, it's it's such a pleasure, man. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you you coming on. I hit you on the Twitter, and Big Daddy Kane is on his Twitter getting it in. You know, how is social media affecting your journey now? Because this is kind of the way that we stay connected to our fans. I mean, you know, it's 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 something that you know I'm still really getting used to, but it's amazing because it's like you know. Now it's the type of thing where you don't really have to wait till you go overseas to connect with your fan base over there. Okay. They can be well aware of what you're doing right now, today, you know, because of, you know, Twitter, Facebook, and things of that nature. You know, um, you can, uh, if if you you got a show and, you know, you don't have to really rely on, you know, a promoter handing out flyers when, you know, basically all they do is go to the black stores and just dump them off at the register. That's and keep it. Pushing, <laughs> yeah. You know? So you can actually get the word out yourself. Yes, you know? sir. So, I mean, I think that, you know, social, this social media thing is a beautiful thing. I, I, I kind of dislike the way some people abuse it, getting all in, um, per, you know, people's personal 
life and all that. Right. Like all this crazy stuff going on now with Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez and kids like 13 years old. Kids yeah, let them live. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, some people abuse it, but for the most part, it's very, very effective and it's such a useful tool. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You tune in to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to Big Daddy Kane. Kane, if you mind, we can take a couple of calls. I got the people. I, I, they they want to they say hi. So I'm I'm gonna let him say hi. I, you know, I, it feels up to me. I'm like I'm talking to Kane right now. Y'all just be quiet. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you are on uh, Big Daddy Kane three five two. You call from three five two air code. You on live? What's up, buddy? Hey, Rodney. This is Caramel Brisker again. How are you? How you doing, Caramel? You on with Big Daddy Kane? What you got for him? Hey, Big Daddy Kane. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Long time fan. Long time fan. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. I just wanted to dip in and say, hey, Rodney. Oh, well, you all right. You got. You sound like you're drinking this afternoon. I'm actually at work, so I can't go too <laughs> that far. That don't mean got... you ain't drinking. Hey, Rodney, I got these inmates around me, so I can't talk too much. Okay, well, we're going to let you go. Tell the, tell the inmates, Big Daddy Kane, Roddy Perry, say what's happening. All right. <laughs> and check right. your inbox. Yes, ma'am. I saw your little note. You did? Yeah. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. Tune in Roddy Perry Live. We're taking some calls. 661, Eric Cole, you on live. Big Daddy Kane, Roddy Perry. Hey, Rodney, this is Digital West Entertainment. I just want to holler at you, Rodney. Say good morning. And um, Big Daddy Kane, I want to holler at him. Listen, I just caught in on the tail end of what he's talking about. I wanted to find out from him, does, do you answer, do you reply to your Twitter, Big Daddy? I beg you. Did you reply to your Twitter? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Now, is yours Big Daddy Kane? Yes. He is, he is Big Daddy Kane. Big Daddy Kane. <laughs> no, is that his Twitter name? Yeah. That is what you use. Okay, okay. Okay, that sounds pretty good. Um, but don't be, don't be talking to man, though. Oh, Rodney. <laughs> hey, I ain't got time for that. They stopped me. <laughs> I get the stalkers. <laughs> okay. All right, sweetie. Well, thanks for the call. You got anything else? <laughs> no, I just want to find is your booking information on there. Uh, yes, it's it's um and it's also on my website, officialbigdaddykane.com. dot com. Oh, okay, okay, beautiful, beautiful. Love okay. it, big big daddy Kane. You you talked to it earlier. You spoke to it earlier, man. I had a chance to see Chubb Rock earlier this year. I had a chance to see Dougie on the um Tom Joyner cruise, and you guys. Y'all ain't never stop working. You know, You know, people sometimes be like, you know, it, it, just because they don't see you every day, but you work You work every weekend you want to work. Am I right? Absolutely, yes. I mean, that you know, goes back to what I was talking about. You know, it's like when you make certain music that sticks with someone, you know, they remember the first time they heard it. They remember the first time they saw you in concert. They remember having the posters on the wall and so on and so on. And, these, you know, it becomes a loyal fan base that stays with you through your whole career. I think I think you and your generation speaks to my generation as the 40-year-old. It's like a new old school. It's like, um, you know, like you say, it's not Anita Baker. It's not Patti LaBelle. It's not, it, you know, it's, it's a group of artists that's younger than them, that's not really old, that, that, that spoke to our generation. And so I mean I think I think uh man we need y'all man I I go see everybody man I you know I'm a fan so I, I really go see everybody and I know there's a lot of my peer group like when New Edition came back out and started really hitting the scene that was like wow yeah man that's great to see especially like when they when they got Bobby and Johnny with the man is yes. beautiful man yeah. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're on Roddy Perry Live. Uh, we're taking calls. 318, you on with Big Daddy Kane. Hello? Yeah, you on Big Daddy Kane. Who this? Hi, this is JT. Oh, what's up, Johnny Van? What's up, what's up? Uh, quick question. Is it is it some new artist out there that makes you say, okay, he might be the next big thing? Uh, you know, to be honest with you, probably the last time I said that was with Ludacris. Oh, wow. That's probably the last time I released it. There's new artists out there that I like that I think are incredible lyrically. Um, I'm not really sure where they're going to go uh, performance-wise and like from an artist standpoint. But um, like the whole full package, I think the last time I really said that was with Ludacris. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, another Virgo, too. All right, well, that's what it is. <laughs> 
what it is to get it in. Uh, uh, what do you say to the to the cat that wants to be in the game that's not in the game? What What do you say to him, Kane? I mean, I think I would say what I always say to always be yourself. Be a trendsetter. Be yourself. Do not follow any trends that's already going on because when that trend is gone, you're gone. Make people love and respect you for who you are. And that, that's 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 words to, that's words to live by. Um, what will you say to the young men that you're raising? You're, you got three sons. If and when they come to you and go, Dad, man, I, I think I want to rap. Right, will, will that be a proud moment for you, or will you dread them getting into this game? Uh, no, um, my um, my youngest son came to me saying that at one point, you know, he he wanted to do it uh, for a while, you know, until um, you know, it, it was affecting his schoolwork a little bit, and then you know, he left it alone. But um, no, I don't have a problem with that. Um, you know, if that's what you want to do, I mean, you know, my mother tried, never tried to stop me from following my dreams, so I wouldn't try to stop my kids from following theirs. You know, I would just try to be around and make sure that they got something to fall back on that you know they're aware of, you know, having a plan B. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. Tune in to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to Big Daddy K, 510. You're on the line with Big Daddy K. Hello? Yeah. Who is this? Oh, man, my name is Aaron. I'm huh? an aspiring artist, man. I just want to ask Big Daddy K what, um, what kind of you know advice would he have for aspiring artists like myself? Well, I mean, um, like I just said a second ago, you know, brother, you, you got to, you know, be yourself, man. Be a trendsetter. Don't be a follower. Don't try to just fall into what form of music is going on today and trying to do that because when that trend is gone, you'll be gone. You know, so make sure that you make people love and respect you for who you are. Also, keep in mind that this is called the music business. So along with the music, there's also business. Exactly. So we are both. Love it. Thank you, love man. It. Hey, thanks for the call, buddy. Uh, let's talk about that business, Kane, man, because the business has been known to swallow some cats up. And when you look at a guy like Big Daddy Kane that's managed to have some longevity, who was the person that hipped you to the business early on? Uh, I mean, I guess, you know, uh, there were people like um, Chuck D., that I, I knew was just real serious about you know um, you know how business was handled. Um, also, uh, Jim Brown, like really, he told, yeah, he told me a lot of stories about him and um, Richard Pryor uh, when he was you know running his company. Uh, like, and you know, he was just always that dude that was always like you know you know saying basically saying the same thing you just said. You know, this game can swallow you whole. You know, so you got to be focused. You got to, you know. And um and Barry White, like uh, okay. when I was filming Posse, you know I used to, we was in Arizona, so I take breaks to fly to L.A. and go kick it with Barry, and like that would be his thing. We just sit poolside and chop it up all day. You know he'd be telling me a bunch of industry stories and, you know about staying on top of this and that. And I mean that's the way it was. Like even when we did our song together, you know he was my man kicking it with me when it came down to business. Right. It was business. <laughs> yeah. Hey, get this together. Get this right now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Big Daddy Kane, the actor, I mean, you you mentioned Posse, which is, you know, I think was such a, 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 you know, the fact that, you know, y'all covered the black cowboy, which has been eliminated out of history, you know, for y'all to cover that, I think was a a great idea. And and for you to be a part of that movie, and I, I, I just thought that was just a great, joint for Mario Van Peebles to do that. How did that come about, that particular film? And then speak to me uh, to what, what it is for Big Daddy Kane to be an actor. Uh, well, um, it came about, um, you know, Mario, He um, we had did a film together before where I just did a cameo, this thing called Gunman. And um, we hung out the night before and, you know, got drunk. And the next day I was on the set sick, throwing up and Every time they scream action, I would be professional and do my scene, and and, I, and then when they cut, I run and finish throwing up or whatever. It's like you know, I like your style. I think you're very professional. Like you understand when it's time for business, it's time for business. I'm working on this film. I wrote a part for Wesley, but um, I think you would be perfect for it. And I'm like, hell yeah! Wow. Yeah. 
That's hot, dude. That's hot. So I mean, you, you've done you've done a number of films, a number of movies. I mean, could we look for a Kane, Big Daddy Kane, produce Big Daddy Kane, the producer, Big Daddy Kane, the you know the the action hero. You know, I saw the zombie joint where you was killing, <laughs> killing them. <dog. laughs> I'm like, Kane, blast these pugs. <laughs> Let me pull this dart you just shot in my deck out right quick, man. <laughs> <laughs> man, no, man, dude, let me tell you something, Kane. When I tell you Rodney Perry a fan, I fucks with everything. <laughs> I was like, hey, is that Big Daddy Kane? Okay, we're going to watch this. Yeah, I mean, you know, I definitely want to pursue more acting roles, and right now I'm in the process of um, putting the script together. It's a um, comedy and, you know, we'll see where it goes. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm definitely, you know, trying to pursue that even more. You know, like, once we get through this Last Supper project, that would be the next lane I would, you know, go heavy in. Well, i tell you what. If you're doing a comedy, I'm I'm down. You know, Roddy Perry in. You ain't even got to say nothing. Oh. I, well, just know to, I just to share the screen, you know, that would be in. I'm I'm down. So, so man, I, I ain't gonna hold you on here all day, man. It, I, it's, it's just I, I can't tell you how much of a pleasure it is, man. One to 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 meet, to make your acquaintance, um, and like I said at the top of the show, you know, and I'm sure you had this throughout your career, people that you regard a certain way, and then you meet them, and they end up being whack. So I'm always kind of shy about meeting certain people because I don't want them to end up not being cool. And you know, Cliff Love introduced me to you, and you you was everything I thought you were gonna be. And then, you know, then you meet the real human being. You know, you like this is a real cool cat. I remember just chopping it up in L.A. You know, uh, at our at our you know birthday party at the after hours joint. Absolutely, baby. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So hey. so so who, who are those people for you? You you mentioned, of course, Barry White. Uh, man, you, you, you've had opportunities to do some great music, some great songs. Who are those people that, as you as you reflect on your journey, that you was like, man, I can't believe me and Quincy was chopping it up? Yeah, man. I mean, you know, um, you know, it was great meeting Quincy. Like, you know, I used to I used to stay with Jim Brown out in L.A. You know, so I mean, you know, he was just a beautiful person, very you know, inspirational. And meeting Quincy, I mean, it was the type of thing where. Uh, like when he was ready to do a song, he was like, "You don't know such and such about Miles Davis. You don't know such and such about this." He went, "I didn't. I never knew that there was a black encyclopedia. I never knew that it existed." He had wow. an assistant, a black encyclopedia to the studio, and then when I'm, you know, writing my rhymes and we was doing a fast flow, he's telling me how that reminds him of Ella Fitzgerald. So he calls Ella Fitzgerald on the phone and says, "I want you to hear this," and tells me to say the rhyme. And I spit a whole rhyme about Ella Fitzgerald for her. And when I got through, she said, huh? <laughs> she didn't hear none of it. But I still spit for Ella Fitzgerald, so it meant a lot to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is the greatest story of all time, dog. <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah, it meant a lot for me. I mean, I mean yeah. it for Ella. You know, but I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I met a lot of people that, you know, really, you know, influenced me in like, you know, man, so many different ways, man. If you had to do it again, would you have not done the magazine with Madonna? Would I have not done Would you have not done if you had to do it all over? Let me explain something to you. When I met Madonna, we were in a children's hospital in New York. Me, Madonna, color me bad, going around visiting kids on the east side of Manhattan. So right there you know that there were no black kids in that hospital. No, not at all. So nobody knew who the hell I was. (laughs) Okay. But we going in there acting like, you know, signing autographs and stuff, but they didn't really care. They wanted to see Madonna and, you know, color me bad. Right. Matter of fact, not even the whole color me bad, just the George Michael dude that sung lead. They didn't really care about the other dude. Not the whole group, just the hell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, that's what was going on. Okay. Rum to rum. But Madonna's sitting there like, and do you know, this is Big Daddy Kane. He's a famous rapper. You wow. know his song? Say, ain't no half step. I'm sitting there like, yo, Madonna know my shit. I mean, right. I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, I'm really blown away, man. Okay. You know? 
and she showed a lot of love, and she was just such a down-to-earth, sweet person. And when she asked me to be in um, the book with her, I was honored, and I would do it again in a heartbeat because she was down to earth and showed so much respect to me. When she could have been, you know, like how you were saying about how some people, when you meet them, they fake. Yeah. She was real and she was down to earth, so I had so much respect for her. Man, that, that, that's, again, man, you know, it's just such a great story, man. It, I mean, your, your journey has been so, um, so just, I mean, you, you you hit so many levels. Like, you you know, you, you, you're, the, you're the man's man. You know, you know, you the, you know, the, the, the guy for the ladies. Um, you know, in the unsung interviews, you spoke to killing them back in the day before you, you know, before you got with your lady, your beautiful wife. You know, what, what was your groupie game like? <laughs> <laughs> Can we even go there? Is it too late? <laughs> oh, nah. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, like. Here was our thing. Like at the end of the show, uh, I would finish with Smooth Operator, and I would end with saying whatever hotel we staying at. Like, you know, like ladies in the house that want to be my friend, we staying at the Holiday Inn. Ladies in the house want to have some fun, we staying at the Sheridan. You know, like that's how we right, end right, the right, show right. and just walk off stage. So therefore, now everybody know where we at. They Whoever come. show up. Yeah. And, you know, just, you know. The rest is history. Go down, yeah, go down to the lobby, and it is what it is. So is there, is there any little talented rap stars coming up that you be like, man, this little dude look familiar? <laughs> 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 From back in the day. <laughs> like, this little dude, this little dude might be, ah. <laughs> I'm back and silly. Hey man, nah, nah, you know actually there was a, 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 a there was an actor that reminded me so much of myself, right? Jackie Long. Jackie Long, I like Jackie Long. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of stuff that he say and do reminds me of myself. Like I've watched him just sitting and break you know, conversations, and I'd be like, wow, that's funny. Hey, shouts out to Jackie Long. Y'all see him. He, he he's always with uh, uh Floyd Mayweather and uh I remember Jackie Long right backstage. I used to be the warm up guy on Cedric the Entertainer's T V show. And and me and Jackie Long would sit in the back and play Madden when they were shooting the show. <laughs> That's uh it's crazy you even bring up his name. So I'm a huge fan of his journey too, man. Man Kane, um I- any any final words, man. The new project is called The Last Supper. Um, the website is officialbigdaddykane.com. He's at Big Daddy Kane on Twitter. He's bookable. He's 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 got dates every day, all day. Um, this what I let me give you a final question here before we get your last thoughts. Um, from New York City, uh, Bever Stuyvesant, Brooklyn. Um, but you haven't called that home for years. Um, do you miss New York, or or are or you know is New York just in your heart? Well, I mean, that's where you're wrong, brother. I I, I still call Bed Stuy home, even though I'm okay. in Carolina. And the reason for that is, you know, that's where I got my game from. Okay. That's the mind frame that I stay in. When I'm down here driving, I drive like a New York cat. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I'm out at the club, you know, just just chilling, I'm in that you know Brooklyn frame of mind. Like Got you it. never know, you know. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I I I always call that home. I have a lot of love for North Carolina, but I always call Brooklyn home because that's the way I was raised and trained, you know. Hey, hey, man, man, I love it, man. You got, you got so much, so much wisdom, man. I, I can't wait for the, for the new music. But I tell you, man, the, the, the music that, that you have given us over the years have definitely, personally, been the soundtrack to my life. You know, and dude, I'm telling you something. Little dark skin Rodney Perry couldn't have made it without you, Big Daddy Kane. 
And you got and I love the way you keeping it alive, man. I love every time I see you, you just suited and booted, man, and looking, you know, sharp as hell, man. I, I love that, man. We gotta keep that dark skin. You know, you know, like you know, Will Smith and Obama messing the game up for us. Right? Oh my God. They they really they're killing us, ain't they? <laughs> yeah. But I know but I I met with Michael Jai White like two weeks ago. He said he's gonna stop referring to himself as brown skin and he's gonna claim dark skin now. We, oh, we, we got we another one. We got another one. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, trust me, it's gonna get better. Wait, wait till Wesley get home. Yeah, we wait no Wesley to get back. We wait no <laughs> Wesley to get on, back. <laughs> yes, sir. So, hey, man, um, so such a great artist, such a great human being, man. Any, any final words before we get out? Man, I just want to say, man, that I really appreciate you having me, man, taking this time for me to, you know, highlight the people. And you keep doing what you're doing, man. You stay strong, man. And, you know, I look forward to seeing you out there even more because you're a funny cat and you're such a down-to-earth person, man. I really appreciate you having me. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. Today we talked to Big Daddy Kane, one of the coldest MCs ever to touch a mic anytime, anywhere, for any reason. Believe that if you don't know Learn something. Do your research. Know your history because it didn't start with Lil Wayne, you know, and it didn't start with Big Daddy Kane. Do your history, man. Learn learn this game. Hey, man, thank you so much for coming on. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a sign out with Ain't No Half-Stepping, man. This is one of the coldest joints ever been recorded. Y'all have a good day. This is Rodney Perry. With this. I'm just gonna sit here laid back to this nice yellow beat, you know, and drop some smooth lyrics. This 88, time to set it straight, you know what I'm saying? And there ain't no half stepping. Word, I'm ready. Battle stepping to me, they wanna get some, but I'm the cane, so yo, you know the outcome. I'm not the victory, they can't get with me. So pick a BC day, cause you're a history. I'm the authentic poet to get lyrical. Will you to beat me? Gonna take a miracle and step into me. Yo, that's the wrong move. So what you want, huh? Dope a dog, dope a dog. Competition. I just devour. Like a pit bull against a chihuahua. When it comes to being dope, hot damn, I got it good. Now let me tell you who I am. The B I C D A double D Y K A N E. Dramatic, Asiatic, not like many. I'm different. So don't compare me to another, cause they can't hang. Word to the mother. At least not fit the principle in this pedigree. So when I roll on your rappers, you better be ready. Because you're petty You're just a butter knife I'm a machete The slave I can to Wait until when you Try to punch So I can chop into your body Just because you try to be basing Friday the 13th I'ma play Jason No type of joke that game Puzzle or riddle The name is Big Daddy Yes, big, not little So define it Change your walking papers Sign it And take a walk As the cane start to talk Cause Baby, I 